The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen... Richard Flint. Our show today, How to Make Lemonade Out of Lemons. Let me share with you an experience I had recently. This gentleman walked up to me and looked me squarely in the eyes and said to me with a disgust written all over his face, listen to what he told me, I can't believe this is happening to me. I haven't done anything to deserve this. One minute my life is moving forward, and then without any warning, the rug is pulled out from under me. I got to tell you, life isn't fair. Have you ever been there? Have you ever had the rug pulled out from under you? I mean, one moment, one moment, everything was fine. And then the next moment, wham, you get hit between the eyes with the unexpected. Tell you something, that's not a fun experience. But the realization is it happens in life. And you know what? It's not a matter of whether life is fair or not. It's all about being prepared for whatever life throws at you. You see, most of us don't spend time preparing for life. Now, would you agree with that? Most people do not spend time preparing for life. They just exist in whatever there is. Then when life comes at them from a different angle, it can knock them silly. We're all intelligent people. We all know that life hands us ups and downs. Yet if we know this, why don't we live a life that allows us to face what life brings us without a major reaction? from my working with human behavior, and from my dealing with people in the counseling room. Here are some of the common reasons that i found that many don't take time to prepare for living life. They think there's plenty of time to handle anything. And yet they don't understand that time is a gift, and that every day that you spend, you waste, or you abuse, you're not really preparing for living. Or... Resisting change that comes toward them is a common practice. And the purpose of change is for you and I to have a pathway to improvement. So if I'm resisting that, what happens when all of a sudden, wham, my life gets hit? I'm not prepared. Are all the emotional entanglements. 
that there's so many things in their life that have never been completed, so many things that have continuation, that they don't have the inner space to deal with anything that's handed them because their life is just this emotional jungle. Or the fact that the purpose and direction of their life is not really important. They get up every day, they wander through their day, they end their day, come back to the same place that they started their day. So there's nothing new in their life. And without anything being new in their life, they're not prepared for anything new that might come at them. Or there's also their attitude. And attitude is so important. Because if you live with the attitude that I didn't need this, I don't deserve this, or the attitude that life sucks, then when something comes at you, you're going to react to it. You're not going to respond. Two more reasons that I have found that people don't take time to prepare for living. They don't have the respect for the gift of life. It's not really strong. So every day they take for granted. And every day that you take for granted, you're really not prepared for life. Or the last reason, that everything else in their life is more important than preparing for their life. My new book, which is entitled, I Need a Life which will be out toward the end of October, sums it all up in this thought. Every day you and I get up, and every day that we awaken, we are handed the gift of life. With that gift of life comes two choices. I'm going to last in frustrating existence, or I'm going to live in fulfilling experiences. That's the choices we have. If we're not prepared for living, all we can do is last. If we're not prepared for living, all you're going to do is be frustrated with what is. No matter how you look at this, life is your choice. And you do decide the life you will have. Have you ever read the book of Job in the Old Testament in the Bible? It's a very powerful story of a man who lost it all. He had wealth. He had a great job. He had a great family. He had everything. And then all of a sudden, it was all taken away from him. Now here he is, standing in a world he never expected. Here he is, standing in the middle of a field without direction. Here he is, a person who had had the rug pulled out from under him. Did he throw up his hands? Did he throw in the towel? Did he look up and curse God? No, he didn't do all any of these things. Why? Because he was a man of tremendous spiritual faith. His strong foundation of belief didn't crack. It held strong in the turmoil his life was handed. Here's what I found. When most people are handed lemons, they don't know how to make lemonade. They look at the lemons and wonder, what am I supposed to do with these things? The tragedy here is that most live externally from day to day. They don't have the internal strength to stand strong in the midst of life's ups and downs. They react because they don't know what else to do. They react because they're internally weak, which causes them to have to look at life from the outside. There's no inner foundation of trust. There's no inner foundation of belief. There's no higher source they believe in. They feel that life is unfair. They feel that they're all along, all alone to handle all the stuff. 
that they're being handed. It's not about whether life is fair or unfair. That really doesn't matter. It's about whether you are lasting or living. It's about whether you have the inner strength to ground yourself when you're handed the lemons. It's about being ready, and when the unexpected lemons come, you just smile and make lemonade. My guest today understands what I'm talking about. He is, to me, a modern-day Job. His life was moving forward, not in a perfect way. And then all of a sudden, the rug was pulled out from under him. One day he was on top of the world and the next in the bottom of the pit. My guest today is Steve Sands, and he's joining us via the phone from Indiana. Steve, I'm so glad you could join us. Hey, Richard. How are you today? I'm good. Steve, it's a tradition on the show that we tell our listeners how you and I met. And to me, this is a great story. Would you share with the listeners about how we connected, disconnected, and then reconnected? Sure, Richard. 1991, we met at a marathon convention down in Nashville, Tennessee, and you were delivering a seminar about customer service. So that goes back quite a few years. Yes, it does. Then uh, there was a little sabbatical there, and... um, reconnected again, I think, in the year 2000 in Louisville, Kentucky. What happened when we met at the marathon convention? No, oh, it's kind of a great, uh, <laughs> I look back now and kind of tickles me, but uh, you had uh, had a tremendous uh, uh, conference there on customer service, and um, at the end of your program, I approached you and and uh, was asking you about how do I get some of your materials? And you said, you know what, see if I got one set, I'll lend them to you, sell them to you, and uh, will you put me a check in the mail? I said, absolutely. So um, away I went, handed uh, your, you handed me the materials, and handed and uh, headed back home, listening to all the materials. And uh, but I don't think you knew at the time what some of the things that I was going through in my life that that material was so valuable to me to take me through some of the challenges I was going through. I was a business owner and had some convenience stores and was dealing with an environmental uh, challenge here and uh, uh, really just took me down financially. I literally didn't have the money to send you a check. So years went by. I was in another organization that brought you in as a speaker and the year 2000 down there, and so there was quite a quite a distance there in in uh, time there. Um, and uh, said, "Well, this guy's there. I'm going to be able to be able to finally pay him after seven, eight years of listening to your material." But it was pretty cheap. But uh, anyway, we met again uh, in a restaurant before the conference there in Louisville, and I walked up to you, and I handed you a check, and I said, I don't know if you remember me or not, but I owe you some money. And I actually ask you to forgive me for the time period that, uh, uh, that I didn't get you paid, but finally showed up with the check and honored my commitment from uh, way back when when I met you and got my uh, got my bill paid. So. Folks, you should have been there because I was sitting at a table with my staff. We were there to address that convention, and we were sort of just having a staff meeting. And all of a sudden, this big, tall dude walks up, 
looks at me and says, I need to ask for your forgiveness. And the look on my staff's face was unreal. It was like, who is this guy? What, what is he asking forgiveness for? And then I really didn't remember Steve. I remember after we reconnected, I remembered the letter I wrote him. Steve, you remember that letter? Oh, yeah. It was very direct and uh, about a man's word and his promise. And uh, uh, this, when you lose your word, you don't have much more to go back on. But, yeah, it still sticks with me today. Yeah, and so once we reconnected and my staff understood who it was, it was a lot of fun. Now, we're going to go to break in just a second. And when we come back from break, I'm going to have Steve tell you a little more about him and about his life. Because this is an amazing story of someone who when life handed him the lemons, he's been able to make the lemonade. And I'm going to tell you up front, not many people can do that. Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. A mentor is a personal thing. One-on-one, he's got your back. He's there to ask the right questions at the right time so you can make the right decision. Richard Flint knows you stumble through your life at times. No clear direction. Life seems to overwhelm. You don't seem to be able to focus. Or, heaven forbid, you don't even care anymore. That's when you need Richard Flint by your side. On your side. It can happen for a lot less than you think. Pick up the phone and call 1-800-368-8255. 1-800-368-8255. Ask for Denise. Mentoring with Richard Flint. It's a personal thing. And quite frankly, it's a much better thing. Do you drag yourself out of bed every morning? Not another day. Emphasis on the drag. Oh, woe is me. The Richard Flint Morning Minute. Just like clockwork in your email inbox every single morning is anything but a drag. And you can try it free for 21 days. See, Richard believes the first thought you have in the morning will determine just exactly what kind of day you will have. That's why he created the Richard Flint Morning Minute, a video message sent to you by Richard each morning that can give you all the positive ammunition you need to face whatever your day throws at you. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call 1-800-368-8255 or visit richardflint.com slash resources and get the Morning Minute. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Morning Minute. It's worth it. Keeps you focused. Gets you focused. Something I wouldn't miss. Want to know a secret? The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every morning is the perfect way to start your day. And listen to this. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute. Could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the morning minute. 
Welcome back. I'm enjoying our show today because our topic is how to make lemonade out of lemons. Because throughout our life, at some point, you're going to be handed some lemons. Some things that you didn't count on, some things you didn't expect. And you're going to have all these emotional reactions about what's happening in your life. But the thing you you and I need to always remember, anytime your life is handed lemons, you can make lemonade. My guest today is Steve Sands, and he's joining us from uh, Indiana. And we were talking about how Steve and I met, and that the first time we met, he purchased some products from me and realized he didn't have the money. So at another convention where I was several years later, he walked up and handed me a check. And let me tell you something. That told me a lot about Steve Sands. It told me about his integrity. It told me about that he was a person of his word. Because have you ever had somebody borrow money from you or you've given someone money and they said they were going to pay you back and they never did it? And what happened? What happened to your feelings and your respect about that person? So we're going to continue our discussion now with Steve Sands. And I want Steve, I want Steve to tell you about who is Steve Sands. So if you were to write an autobiography about yourself, Steve, how would you define who is Steve Sands? Well, I tell you, at times, uh, Richard, that is a, that's a pretty scary question. But um, I, this is who I believe I am. I'm a passion, you know, I'm a man of passionate about life. And I believe in my ability, Richard, and I believe in treating others how I would like to be treated. I have a great relationship with my Lord, and I put that as my number one priority. I'm passionate about the American dream, you know, the red, white, and blue. I believe in my family. I'm a dreamer. I believe your word and your handshake is, you know, is your worth. I'm very trustworthy. I will go the extra mile. I'm a fighter, open-minded. I don't know if that's uh, um, an oxymoron there or not, but, um, um, you know, I've always wanted to live a simple life, but circumstances sometimes complicates that. I'm not proud to ask and seek help. Very confident. I believe in discipline. Um, And the harder you work, the luckier you get, unless... You're not in control of your, you know, of your life, and other people, you know, kind of control some of the decision makings. But um, uh, that's that's kind of there's a lot there, Richard. So yeah, there is. Um, I know that the last few years of your life have been a very very interesting time in your life. It's been a time of testing Steve's character, testing Steve's spiritual strength. Uh, testing Steve's, you know, personal commitment to growth. And it's been a time where, uh, in some respects, you have been alone with yourself and you've really been challenged. Would that be an accurate description? Oh, absolutely, Richard, yes. And and sometimes, um, you know, that aloneness has been good uh, to really kind of help define some of the things that I was going through and, and taking the time to really um, find out the correct journey and the correct path for my life. I've asked Steve if he would talk to with us about um, two issues in his life that happened in the two major rooms of his life. And if you'll remember, uh, my concept is you and I live in four rooms. We live in our business room, 
which is our number one room of mental stress. We live in our family room, which is our number one room of emotional stress. And then we have a social room, which is the room where we're supposed to go to relax. It's not a room where you gather stress. That social room, which where you share time with others in a relaxed atmosphere, is where you play. And then you've got your personal room, which is your alone room. It's a room where you go to be by yourself. And if anybody else comes in that room, it's not a personal room. It's a social room. And over the past couple of years, Steve's business room and his family room have been under a tremendous amount of stress. And you understand this because all of you who are listening, you go through times of stress. You go through times when your life is handed the whammo. You go through times when your life is handed things that you don't understand and things that happen to your life that you really aren't prepared for. And the real test of who you and I are the real test of our character, the real test of our spiritual strength, the real test of who we are as a person from the inside out, not outside in. But to have strength in your life, you have to live from the inside out. So the real test of our life of who you and I are from the inside out is what happens when all of a sudden, wham, your life is handed something that you did not expect. And that wham can either knock you down and cause you to what to wonder what to do with the lemons or allow you to stand up and take the lemons and make lemonade. So this is very personal for Steve, and, and this is some time that it, it's not always easy for him. But knowing the listening audience, knowing people today, and knowing where people are in their life, because mo- many, many, many people today are living with their life upside down. So, Stephen, I appreciate your willingness to talk to us about this. Okay. Talk to me about uh, your business, about Boss Hog. Well, Boss Hog was uh, really two-pronged. It was products and services. Uh, on the service side, uh, I had a catering business, um, which took clear back into when I was a teenager when I started, and... Um, I would take my products and go out on the street corner and basically set up my grills and start feeding people. And, um, uh, of course, over the years, people kept asking for my products and kept asking for them. So, I, of course, developed the catering business, and, and that's how I, you know, did the product or the, uh, the service side of the, of the business. And uh, along the way, people kept asking for them enough, so I would take my, uh, you know, some of the products. We had barbecue, ribs, chops, chicken, my sauces, and uh, some of the seasonings that we'd used in putting this menu together. So um, I had enough of people asking me about this, so what I did, I started searching manufacturers that would actually, uh, they're called co-packs, would actually put my products and services in a bottle or in a package the way I was doing it, um, a private label. So um, that, that's what uh, the majority of, of what I did in the time of, of developing the service side of it. And as the products grew, I'd introduce that to, to, uh, to the customers and saying, hey, I've got this package now. You can buy my sauces this way and the label and get everything through the USDA and everything taken care of. Um, whether it was uh, the ribs, the barbecue, the sauces, or uh, uh, or any products that we actually had, so that was kind of a fun uh, fun transition of 
from the uh, from the from catering into the possible retail side of the business. So what happened? Well, as I continued to to build the um, uh, the product side, and I got um, uh, uh, you know opportunity to to go into different retail outlets with uh, with our products, and uh, um, we had sixteen different items, from barbecue to ribs to the sauces to jerky to sticks, the whole branding around um, that name of, uh, of Boss Hog. And uh, some of the retail outlets were, uh, we were in Walmart, we were in some of the hardware chains. I think Do It Best was another one. Uh, but had a nice, nice line and actually took my vans and developed an east, north, south, west route and actually, you know, just went out and knocked on the door and developed quite a quite a business um from a you know street corner to local to regional to rolling out a potential national presence with uh with the brand now financially where were you well fin- uh financially uh that was the missing ingredient richard and uh so i, I went out and started interviewing a lot of different people and saying you know how can i fund this thing property to roll out a private placement to do with my company to be able to get the needed funds that I needed to be able to grow the business, to be able to handle the inventories, to uh, staff and bring sales guys on, marketing guys, if I was going to go to another level with the business. And, uh, um, you know, through that interview process, I'd interview guys and say, you know what, Steve, good luck, and went through a bunch of guys. But then I finally uh, found a gentleman that had watched me, had been a friend of mine, I'd actually served his company and um, done something that I wanted to do. And that was big for me. I wanted to talk to somebody that had done something that I, that I wanted to do. And he had done several private placements, so took him to breakfast one morning and uh, breathed the idea, the dream, you know, to him and what I wanted to do. And uh, didn't, didn't think much about it. Just thought it was another meeting. And the next thing, you know, I know I'm getting a call from the secretary and say, hey, this gentleman would like to sit down and talk with you. And he said, I'd like to see you in his office. So um, made an appointment, went back in, and um, I don't know how detailed you want me to get here, boss. <laughs> um, so, um, and what did he, was, what did he uh, tell you? Pardon me? What did he tell you? Well, he's, when I walked into the office, he's on the knees, on his knees on the corner of his desk and said, you know what? Uh, Sansy, you know, God's placed on my heart to, to help you. And he said, I'd like to give back and been blessed. And uh, this gentleman was, uh, was very successful and um, gets up off his knees, comes over, and he says, do you trust me? And I go, absolutely. We shook hands. I said, well, let's get it done. What do we need to do? And uh, so we got the law firms involved. We got the accountants, uh, you know, the accounting firms involved. And... Um, the next thing I know, there was three law firms and two accounting firms helping with the transition of transferring of the knowledge to this gentleman uh, who was very successful, and, and, uh, but I think this was kind of new for him, uh, the retail side and okay, the Steve, service side of Steve, what I was doing. Steve, hang right there. We're going to go to break, and we're going to come right back, and we're going to finish this because you need to hear the ending to this.
Hello, my name is Gary Gunn, and I've been uh, listening to Richard every morning, probably for about six months now. And he's my partner, and he puts the soul back into my life every day. And if you're not taking the morning minute, you sure need to do it. I thoroughly enjoy the morning minute. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. Richard Flint believes the first thought you have in the morning will determine what kind of day you will have. I think I am so in trouble. To that end, Richard created the Richard Flint Morning Minute, a video message sent to you by Richard each morning that could give you all the ammunition you need to face whatever your day throws at you. And you can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or visit richardflint.com slash resources and get the Morning Minute. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? When Richard Flint walks on stage, no one is quite prepared for what's about to happen. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's about getting a little uncomfortable, experiencing emotions you haven't felt in years, even questioning your direction in life. And then, through Richard's how-to instructions delivered in his down-to-earth grassroots style and a wisdom that sounds a lot like common sense, you finally get it. You realize, all is not lost, there's hope for you yet. No one who has ever been in the presence of Richard Flint is left untouched. That's why being in a Richard Flint audience can change your life. And booking Richard is easy. Pick up the phone right now and call Denise at 1-800-368-8255 or visit richardflint.com for details. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? A mentor is a personal thing. One-on-one, he's got your back. He's there to ask the right questions at the right time so you can make the right decision. Richard Flint knows you stumble through your life at times. No clear direction. Life seems to overwhelm. You don't seem to be able to focus. Or, heaven forbid, you don't even care anymore. That's when you need Richard Flint by your side. On your side. It can happen for a lot less than you think. Pick up the phone and call 1-800-368-8255. 1-800-368-8255. Ask for Denise. Mentoring with Richard Flint. It's a personal thing. And quite frankly, it's a much better thing. Hey, want to know a secret? It just takes a minute to get Richard Flint's Morning Minute. Go to www.richardflint.com, then to the resources drop-down menu at the top, and click on Get the Morning Minute. Oh, and by the way, you can enjoy the first 21 days of Richard's Morning Minute absolutely free. But uh, don't tell anybody I told you so. My guest today, Steve Sands, a gentleman who had it and then had the rug pulled out from under him. We're talking about what happened to his business. And when we went to break, Stevie was talking about a gentleman that came in and told him that God had placed him on his heart to help him. And we were talking about the transferring of his business. So, Steve, pick us up and what happened. Well, um, you know, things went pretty smooth in the uh, the months that were, you know, up to closing. And um, 
He says, hey, you know, we'll, we'll do this as long as I'm president and CEO. I said, you know what, I trust you. I know you. You've watched me for, you know, 17 years. You've watched me bang my head against the wall to build this thing and and uh, to grow the business. And he says, you trust me? I said, absolutely. So we moved forward and moved into closing. And um, it was almost like the day after closing is like, what happened to the agreement that we had agreed on? So anyway... Um, in the next few months, it was um, it was almost like a, a, a living hell, and uh, what I had actually went through to try to um, take the responsibility that he wanted me to do. I come back in as as a chief operating officer, and it's like you guys wouldn't let me to you know wouldn't allow me to do my responsibility or job in the business, and. Uh, um, kind of put me in a, a small room and said, hey, you know what, you have no authority to do this, 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 and this, and uh, made all the contacts to my uh, uh, to some of the vendors and, and let them know that, hey, the Steve doesn't have any authority here. And in the meantime, they were just working their way to removing me from my position in the businesses that I founded. Um, and come December 20th, um, I got an email um, after how many years of my life, and saying, you know what, um, we no longer want you here, and uh, uh, you're going to reduce my comp by 50%. I said, you can't do that. And the next thing I know, the uh, controller at that time, uh, Richard, actually, uh, they actually walked me to the door and walked me off the premise. So, uh <laughs> Okay, it, was, up, uh, it was a pretty tough day. Yeah. I would Im- I, you, can you imagine that? You've put 17, 19 years of your life into something. It's your lifeblood. And someone comes to you and tells you, God has laid you on my heart, and I think that I am here to help you. And in reality, what he was there to help to do was to take away from Steve everything Steve had built. I mean, how would you handle that? Now, Steve, let's go to your family room. Okay, tell us about what happened with family. <laughs> well, that um, you know, Vint was uh, was married for uh, twenty years. I mean, I still am. But uh, the week of closing, I uh, was handed divorce papers, and uh, um, uh, I go, "Gee whiz, um, okay." So, um, what's all this about? And uh, I've got seven children, um, and so that seven. Was, did uh, you did you say seven? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, seven kids. I got uh, a son, three daughters, two more sons, and then the last one's Rachel. So uh, three sons, four daughters. They range anywhere I see from twenty to age four right now. Wow. And the divorce papers were handed to you the same day of the closing when you were your business was being transferred over. Yes, it was, and that kind of threw another wrench in because there are attorneys who said, "Well, we're not going to um, hold closing up." Um, you know, then they made all these demands and uh, wanted some things, and uh, it's like, man, oh man, um, where did this come from? So I was uh, a little blindsided there, and uh, some of the requests that they made to hold up, you know, some of the the transitions here. What did that do to you? What? What? I mean, were you expecting the divorce papers? I uh, was not expecting the the divorce papers, but, um, you know, I just um, was angry. Um, and um, 
I, I thought it was something that you know we both were looking for as help in growing our businesses and kind of taking that to another level you know to kind of realize some of the dreams that we had for our family as we you know sacrificed over the years and uh, um, and then somebody quits and uh, that's just something that's not in my blood um, um, you know wanting um, or, or even quitting Richard so that was uh, um, it's just kind of a blow um, right in the stomach. So, did you? Did she tell you why? Um, no, would not ever tell me why. And um, you know, people ask me even today. Well, what did you do? And I said, well, it may have been from the lack of uh, what I didn't do. But um, you know, I, I still don't know. And that's probably one of the most painful things in my. Um, memory that I, that I have to deal with today is not really knowing the reason why and uh, uh, it's really it's really hard to deal with at times what does family mean to you well you know my goodness um, I was one of 11 Richard and uh, bought the farm across the road from where I grew up and uh, that was a commitment that Andrea and I made together that you know we wanted a large family and uh, but it's it's the, the foundation it's what of uh, the life, blood, and soul of, of my life and the excitement of getting up and how you can, um, you know, work together as a team and, and uh, um, really create a, a legacy of what we were doing. And, they, of course, you know, it's exciting. It healthy kids and just the excitement of seeing a husband and wife and seven children. You walk in and you get looks. <laughs> I mean, people today still look at us kind of strange and say, you've got seven kids? So, uh, yeah, it's a commitment, Richard. And when you realized that she no longer wanted that commitment, do you remember the uh, major emotion or emotions that you went through? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, frustrated, of course. You know, when I look at that, when you said some, some lemons, here's the lemons emotion of, you know, when you look at reacting, the frustrated, being angry, the bitterness, resentfulness, brokenhearted, disappointment, you know, and confusion. And uh, so those were some of the, those were some of the, the lemons, <laughs> you know, that I was dealing with. And uh, What held you together? Um, you know, um, she was, I've got a pretty strong spiritual life, and, you know, that's a tough question. When I look back on it, it's like, well, what held me together? And that was probably... What other two rooms do I retreat to? You know, that were, that were left. It was my personal room and my spiritual room. And thank goodness that uh, um, it was amazing just today to listen to your morning minute. It was just amazing today for September 11. It says all emotions have a negative or a positive side. It's your choice. So I could either choose the lemon side. Or I could sit here and go, well, if we're going to make lemonade, what am I going to be looking at? Well, I got to be compassionate. I need some empathy. I need an attitude of gratitude. Um, I can be hopeful, you know, responding, forgiving, look for guidance. You know, and that was some of the things that, <clears throat> you know, I'll give you some credit here, Bubba. You were what held me together at times, too, because it's like there was nobody left. So, you know, when you turn inwardly or turn anywhere else, um, those were the, some of the things that I had to deal with, and I had to face those 
those demons, you know, and that choice, and it creates, you know, as you're saying today, a perception. What's happening? And what was happening wasn't pleasant, but I was filtering it through either my emotions or my mind. But it still come down to the choice. You know, I had a choice. I could say, you know what, I can either stand tall, you know, as you were holding me accountable for some of those emotions that I'd mentioned there, Richard, and uh, you know, it was up to me. You weren't going to do it for me. Nobody else could. So the quiet time. My quiet time and the things that I did um, uh, was was probably the most beneficial things. I got selfish about that, and I said, man, I'm going the wrong way. So, Was there a time when uh, your emotions really came after you and you had to deal with the anger, uh, not only toward what was happening with your marriage, but what was happening with your business? I'm going to tell you, 99% of people would just be out of their mind with anger. Well, yeah, you know, when you, you look at how this was, Richard, it was two-pronged. And it's like, you know what, who's running the other end of this thing that's jabbing me in my heart? And it's like, I, you know, when you start thinking about that, well, it was these other people that were making the decisions that were really affecting my life that was creating this anger and uh, the bitterness. And it's like, man, I was going down a place that, that uh, of course, I was overreacting and, and taking it out on some other people, but yet it was some other people that understood where I was at. I mean, I'm, I'm asking for your, for, you know, apology today from you on the amount of stuff that I dumped in your lap. Um, but I knew I had to get with somebody that was stronger than I was. And thank goodness, uh, you know, through all your material and things of your coaching back to me and your guidance. Um, but uh, that, that's an ugly emotion that sometimes, you know, your mind is such a powerful, powerful tool in your subconscious mind, and um, I just had to get control of that. I remember when Steve would call me, and I could sense and feel what was going on inside him. And you know what? He had a right to be angry. I mean, anger was something that he had to feel, but he also had to be able to release it. And to release anger, what you need to do is you need to be around somebody who doesn't feed your anger, but someone who listens to it. And as they listen to it, then they give you a chance to release that. Because all I provided Steve with was a set of ears. And then he had another avenue that he used because if you could see this guy, I mean, he spent hours in the weight room and hours just working out. And it wasn't only the inside, but also that he had another venting point for this anger. So it did not control him. Because if you and I are not careful, anger is an emotion that can control us. Now, we're going to go to our last break. And when we come back, I'm going to have Steve tell you what he's learned from all of this. Because you and I need to learn from someone who's been through it. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth. And it applies to every person living on the planet. 
And to make it official, now there's a book about it, Behavior Never Lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior, sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. Last month was about family and it couldn't have been a better topic every day where there was something that I was able to take and work on with my family. It starts my day every day. I look forward to it and I recommend it highly for anybody that doesn't have it. You should have it. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the morning minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the morning minute for us, it just kind of sets the for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Want to know a secret? The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every morning is the perfect way to start your day. And listen to this. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute (laughs) could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Welcome back. I hope you're really hearing what Steve is saying to us today. Because there's not a one of us during our time of life that aren't going to be handed lemons. And throughout our life, many of these lemons are going to be unexpected. And sometimes they're going to come from people that you never thought would bring you a basket of lemons. I'm going to tell you, Steve probably never thought that the gentleman who came to him and said, God put you on my heart, and I want to help you with your business, was actually designing a program to steal his business, because that's exactly what happened. I think many of us have gone through times when people we've cared about, and people that we've loved, and people that have been important to our life, that we never imagined that they would bring us a basket of lemons. But with every basket of lemons that are handed to us, we can either see them as a sour opportunity that feeds our anger and feeds our negative side, 
or we can see what will happen when we squeeze those lemons and we make lemonade out of them. And I know a lot of people. I've worked with a lot of people. I've counseled a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people that could have handled the trauma that Steve has handled in the two biggest rooms of his life and to come right behind each other. It's like the rug's not pulled out from under you. The whole floor is taken away from you. And I want Steve to share with us because we've talked about the lemons. Now we need to talk about the lemonade. With everything that our life is handed, with all of the lemons that come to us, when you make the lemonade, you learn things. So, Steve, from what has your life has been handed, what have you learned? Probably the biggest thing on the list um, is patience, the trust, you know, in, in myself, the calmness that um, you were always trying to get into my life, um, the uh, strengthening of my beliefs and who I really am as a person. And I had to resort back to that and to the foundation um, in, the, in the core and in, in the structure that had been, you know, just destroyed. Um, controlling my emotions, you know, that's still uh, challenging for me today. And I think I told you the other day that... Um, if I was to grade myself over less, I'd probably give myself a C minus or a D, um, because there was times that I was, you know, out of control. But I vented that back into, um, you know, my personal room. The things that I did, I exercised, I got my, I, I got my rest. I was okay in my own skin. I was busy. I looked back and all the books, Richard. I read. 25 books in this time period in 16 months and just fed my mind and that accountability that you brought to the table and saying, you know what, um, I don't quit. I, I just didn't believe in that, you know, and it's funny because I look at that and say I really didn't quit. They had to escort me off the property, but that accountability was big to me as your student in, you know, that what you brought to the table and then try to um, dig under all this and saying, do I have this fun-loving spirit that that really is that I needed to dominate uh, in, into my life that kind of opened up uh, some other things in my life when I took that bet from that uh, that gal that led me to Vegas. I think you know where I was going with that. Mm -hmm. So uh, those are kind of some of the lemonade uh, lemonade things that I had to uh, to incorporate. Now. Was it challenging at time to uh, keep your patience? Oh, absolutely. You know, you, you wanted to rush through stuff. and But the thing that I wanted to do is I said, I need to gather this information, filter it. I said, man, I've, got, I've been listening to Richard's CDs, and I just become a maniac of all your tools that you had and you sent to me. And um, about what kind of person was I going to become, and was I really creating a value? Uh, creating a presence of value, and I went to your website and went down through all those uh, tools that you had, and you know, getting back a dream in 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 into my life, and um, what uh, who was I going to become through all this? How much time did you spend doubting yourself? Oh my goodness! Um, well, you know, you know, I guess I'll be honest. Yeah, I doubted myself a lot, but. Um, um, 
but the strength of your beliefs were able to help you to face the doubts and see yeah. the other side of them? Yeah, and that was one thing about my quiet time that was really, you know, I, I, I just really uh, uh, washed myself in, in Scripture and really turned back to the foundation of the Bible and, and, and God's positive answers. I went down through the Bible and I went through and started saying, you know, God says this, God said that, and God said this, and... Um, you know, he says, I'll never leave you. I'll give you wisdom. So I forgive you. You're able. You can do all things. I'll direct your steps. You know, in some of the scripture that I, but I had to put the stuff out in front of me. I had to make copies of it. I had to paste it everywhere. So when that doubt did creep in, I had positive reminders all around me. I taped stuff up in my car, my vehicle, every time I got in there to be able to overcome those emotions that I was being washed with at times, Richard. Yeah. Stevie, let's say that someone is listening to the show today who is being challenged to their core. And everywhere they turn, everywhere they feel, they go, they're stifled, and they aren't sure what to do. From the journey that you've traveled, from where you've been, what one piece of advice would you tell these people? Um, I literally stopped, and I just sat down. Um, It may have been the thing to do or not to do, Richard, but it was what I chose to do, and I took inventory of what the positives. I got rid of all the negative. I said, I can't deal with the negative. I won't deal with the negative, and I took a look at all the positives that I had in my life. I said, man, the kids. I was around the kids. They were laughing. I had to listen to that kind of stuff and spent more time there, but just literally all the positives that I had to and all the gifts that were given to me and I looked at them and I wrote them out and there were some of the things that you gave me as kind of homework assignments you didn't say here's your homework assignment you said here look at this look at this look at this and I did and I said you know what hey we can get through this and this is this one the priest gave me a challenge saying you know what say the our father I said give us this day you know that was kind of cool because that kind of fed my spiritual room he didn't say about tomorrow or you say yesterday has gone, but give us this day, our daily bread. And I say, you know what? He's right. So it was all about taking inventory of your life. Absolutely. That and some of the anxieties that I had to deal with. And that you told me to talk out loud to myself, and I did. <laughs> that was probably the biggest thing that made the biggest difference when I spoke out loud to myself and saying, stop it, you know, stop. And that would really, it's like, this is where I've got to go. I want to thank Steve so much for sharing with us today. Next Thursday, same time, same place, I'll be here. I will hope you'll be here. Until then, this is Richard Flint saying, life is your choice. Make wise decisions. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions at all, just pick up the phone and call us at 1-800-368-8255 or go to richardflint.com. From all of us to all of you, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.